0: You are listening to the one-man show number. and welcome to the aaron says what podcast you are listening to what is uh well i don't even remember which episode it is that's how bad i am man it's i believe it's 115 you are with uh me and cb gold i am your host aaron weinbaum how are you doing cb i'm doing great man how's everything going good it's been a while it's been a minute how you been and uh you know i'm just glad to talk to you again. Uh, so you told me before this deal, you were uh, you were getting a tattoo before. Uh, is this another Conor McGregor tattoo by chance?
1: No, I'm actually uh, I'm redoing my entire right sleeve. So we did part one of four tonight. Cool, cool. So like, I mean,
0: not to be facetious, like your uh, cohorts on your on your podcast, but like, how much space do you have left?
1: Uh it's funny. I was talking to my artist about it earlier. Not much, which is why we're kind of redoing some older pieces now because I'm pretty much out of room. Uh, Little spaces here and there, maybe some inlays, but I don't have room for like a new piece itself. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm going to warn my listeners
0: right now. This is an MMA-themed wrestler, which I know some of my fans don't like. That's why I will be releasing two shows this week. Um, CB Gold hosts his own YouTube show, uh, Slash Podcast, cb golds mma show or as comedian greg wilson likes to call it cb golds gold gold i i can't even fucking do it but (laughs) and cb is also a co-host of one of my uh favorite podcasts mma roasted with adam hunter which is
1: hilarious uh you got anything to say about any of that (laughs) no man uh been been Roasted as of the as of uh probably a week and a half ago it's been a year of me on roasted and um yeah cb's gold um it's been going on since uh i don't know july august something like that but i haven't recorded in a few months just you know busy with the holidays family and handling a new business i'm opening so really? it's it's a lot a lot of different things going on but trying to make a new episode come out this week but i can't cool. make any promises that's awesome man what, what kind of business or can you tell me or uh yeah i'm opening up a tattoo shop sweet
0: all right i can't wait for yeah. you to, uh... oh you probably recorded today didn't you how'd that go
1: uh we it was today was absolutely hilarious um can't wait it was me, Adam, Hanato, Bubba, and Alan Jobon. So we had the uh, we had the star-studded crew and then the the lonely poor guy CB Gold in there doing a little <laughs> bit here and there. But we had a lot of fun. Um, as of this moment, it was just released on SoundCloud. It's been tweeted out. Cool. It should be on iTunes within the next few hours. But today was a lot of fun. Uh, two big-name fighters and Chime World Champion. Hanata Laranja, and then of course Adam and myself joining in, but it was a little weird. We didn't have any dating stories from Joe Perez, but oh man, I've been I've know. been uh, I've been working on my
0: Joe. I can't do a CB goal, but I can do a Joe Perez, man. I I don't know if I can do it as good as you, but uh, uh, you know, I, I'll give her a shot here. And uh, for those of you who don't know, what I'm about to do here is you need to listen to the MMA Roasted Podcast. But he's like, okay, so. Uh, uh, you, you guys want to know what I did last weekend um I, I know you like hearing my dating stories um I didn't do a lot I was on I was on grinder which doesn't mean I'm gay and um I was listening to uh and uh,
1: you yeah, know that's all I got <laughs> Yeah, you know it's no big deal. It's uh, last weekend. I had a I had a two and a three, but you know I'm trying to work my way up oh my to gosh. a four. No big deal. But one of these girls wanted me to cut her, but she didn't like the machete under my bed, Ugh. so um, we just got freaky. And I'm working my way up from ones and twos. All
0: right, for everyone that thinks we are overstating this, uh, this these are actually stories from him. This guy is either the best troll. Ever on a podcast or social media, or this guy has some serious problems and probably needs help like immediately. So I don't know. Adam swears he's
1: the real deal. So I I think it's real, and I think that has in turn turned it into its own problem. Like, I think most people listening find it funny, but at the same time, you know, us and probably a lot of listeners want it to be fake just because these stories are so outlandish and like this kid's going to get arrested for something or, like, murder somebody. And, I don't know, it, it, it's just a little scary. But you know what? The kid's 20 years old, and he's got a long life ahead of him. And sometimes you just got to learn the hard
0: way. Man, I, I guess. I, I thought he was just pulling my leg. And I, I – oh, I, all right. Enough about Joe because nobody here knows who he is. But, uh, you know, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Uncle Hanach is hysterical because um, he follows my – Number one, he, he follows my Dana Unleashed account, so that that makes him cool. And uh, I know did I always you give just, you.
1: Sh- did you just admit your Dana Unleashed? Let, let
0: me tell you something. I was going to tell you why. I I will totally admit on this podcast because uh, my fans don't cross over, man. There's a few that know, um, you know, like Eric and uh, just a few others here and there. But honestly, my fans don't cross over, so I mentioned it all the time but uh, a lot of fans of this podcast aren't necessarily into the MMA and I'm about done hiding who I am you know it's just a parody account anyway it's probably the funnest thing I do I, I mean I I love it you know are you not Coker too I wa- oh wow I was not Coker yes are you Jeff Novinsky I am not Jeff Novinsky the only accounts I have are uh my Aaron says what account and the Dana Unleashed the Scott Coker is gone for now. All right, so you weren't CB's golden doggy? You don't know who that was? I,
1: I know who it is, but it was not me, I promise. CB's? I I don't know who it was, but I haven't seen him say anything in a while. It's like, people probably think my dogs are dead. <laughs> well, I will tell you this. You want to know how I figured it out? Because um,
0: the same picture that was used in the AVI was used in a, in, a, in a meme the same guy made. So I just sent him a message. I go, I'm getting a lot of shit for this. Is this... Uh, is this you or not? And he said, well, maybe. And then he he said it was, but like Adam sent me this random text out of the blue and I had done, I had done a meme. And he's like, if you're that account, thank you. I'm in tears. And I'm thinking, is he talking about my meme? And then I figured it out. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not that account. And then you sent me a message. Like, I know it's you, I know it's you, but, uh, no, I, if I did that to somebody, I, I'd freely admitted it was a good idea but uh no it was who, who's it wasn't
1: cb's doggy then is it like gabe or swinging 25 8 that's gabe oh it's okay yeah i, yep. I know it wouldn't be joe jaggy because he doesn't have that time cut uh that kind of time on his hands
0: you know and uh, for anyone that doesn't know who joe jaggy is he does these incredibly photoshops and memes and uh i haven't seen him in a long time he just kind of goes in spurts these days so
1: i i don't know what he's doing He's got a family and kids, and hopefully a life besides making memes of me getting fucked in the ass by Gabby Garcia. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. What What was his kid's name? Like Adam was said it on the podcast. Action.
0: Yeah, action. That's awesome. Action, Jaggy. <laughs> oh, I pray for that child. Oh man, he might be the most self-confident kid in the world, man. You don't know, but uh, who knows? Oh, there is one thing I want to talk about. So, since we're talking
1: MMA. How hard was it for you to watch that BJ fight? Um, I was with some people. um, I was at uh, the house of the girl I'm dating, and uh, it was her and I and and one of her friends that I've become uh, pretty friendly with and his girlfriend. And, uh, I mean, going into it, you know, I was like, no, BJ can do it, BJ can do it. I'm not worried about it. And You know, he went in there, and he just looked flat again, and I'm just like... This is not going to end well, and you know he got rocked and he got beat, and I just I just became quiet. And like yeah. one of my best friends texted me and was like, "He lost because he didn't sign our shit last week or <laughs> something like that." i back. Usually I laugh and I text him back. I said, "Not now, not the right time." Uh,
0: now, so for newer uh, fans uh, of the show, I need to explain this real quick. So CB Gold, um, he, he's part of a group called, you know, he graphs, which is uh, he gets a lot of autographs from MMA fighters, uh, professional wrestlers, and whatnot. And that's what he's talking about with the autographs. But um yeah, I'm gonna tell you something, man. I've seen some hard to watch stuff on MMA, you know, Frank Muir breaking gear's arm, uh, you know, just Tim Silva's arm getting broken by Frank you know, two of these are of course Frank Muir moments. But uh but that that BJ fight where he's just getting lit up and he can't move, you know, he's trying to get out of the way, it just uh it was hard to watch, man. And I, I've been a big fan of his
1: for a long time. Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty sad because for the people that don't know this, BJ is a friend. Uh, I went out to Hilo in 2009 and trained with him at his gym nice. um, and every time he sees me, couldn't be nicer, gives me a hug. He could see me 73 times during fight week and he will give me a hug every time he walks by and I love BJ. BJ is amazing. He's, he's one of my favorite fighters of all time and just watching it, I'm like, you know, the old BJ's back, the old BJ's back. Then he yeah. gets rocked and not and finished, and I'm just like, dog, like I love you, but I I can't watch this no. anymore. It, it's just it's too detrimental to my emotions and my well-being because it hurts me to see somebody that I have so much respect and admiration for and an actual friendship and emo- like an emotional relationship with just get just get beat and then it turns into like. Who the fuck is making these matches mm-hmm. like Joe Silva, Sean Shelby, Dennis Seaver. Nope. Cole Miller. Nope. Ricardo Lamas. Nope. We're going to make Yair Rodriguez. What the fuck are you doing? Do you just not like a guy that made your business? What the hell is going on over there that you were saying, let's put the Mexican murderer in there yeah. and fucking on his way to a title shop, beat a guy that's done more for this business. than a lot of hall of famers and old school guys.
0: I, I like that Cole Miller fight. I think he would have had a shot there, but I think
1: him and Cole, or him and Dennis Seaver, he won that fight easily. Yeah, Ricardo Lamas probably not, but Yair was like, you know, I'll never, I'll never go against him, but at the same time, I'm like, this makes me very nervous. Well, you know, Yair's ranked what number twelve at the time,
0: and I, I think he's underrated. I mean, he just is a killer, man. I mean, he puts his feet wherever he wants, you know
1: yeah it's uh he's he moved up to number eight now um so yeah here is number eight in the featherweight rankings i think you know and, and after the fight was over i tweeted out he's talking about he wants a marquee matchup on the way to the title shot i say give him frankie edgar he just finished a fight frankie just got out of surgery give him both some break time some train time put them in in together People are saying, you know, Dennis Bermudez or the Korean Zombie or, you know, Jeremy Stevens. No, fuck that. If he wants trial by fire, give him a guy that is arguably the number one or number two featherweight in the world behind Max Holloway. I don't consider Aldo anymore, even though he just beat Edgar. I think Aldo's on his way out, and I think the perfect matchup right now with Holloway and Aldo matched up coming up Mm -hmm. is Frankie Edgar, and that's a real test for him, not another – you know an easier fight i'm not saying jeremy stevens is an easy fight he's not but if you want that shot you want your fast track then get frankie edgar and see what you can do there because that'll either test your durability if you lose you lose to a guy that's one of the best in the business if you win you just beat fucking frankie edgar (laughs) there's nobody there's that that's your number one contendership right there well i mean frankie looked good
0: against jeremy but Jeremy looked huge compared to Frankie. I would just like to see Frankie go down to 135, I'm going to be honest with you. I know it's it'll be a little bit more of a cut for him, but I, I think he's unstoppable. I know he's probably, you know, I don't know if he's quicker than Cody Garbrandt, but I know he's just as quick as probably as Dominick Cruz. And, uh, you know, I think that's his – these guys are just so big, and Frankie's getting older, you know.
1: I, I don't know. What do you think about that? Um. You know, for a long time, it was Frankie go to 135, fight Mm -hmm. Dominic Cruz. That would be like a fucking wet dream to MMA fans. And you know (laughs) what it would? Um, In terms, if he went down, I mean, there's, there's multiple questions that come into play. You know, does he get an immediate title shot? Number one, because he's Frankie Edgar, which right now, he probably shouldn't. You know, you got Garbrandt as the champ. Dominic deserves his rematch. TJ's getting the next shot. There's right. other 135ers on the way up. I say, you know, if, if, if Frankie drops, give him either Dom or give him the loser of Cody and TJ, see mm-hmm. what happens there. Um, I think Edgar and TJ's fun. I think Edgar and Cruz is fun. I think Edgar and Garbrandt doesn't go well for Cody at all. Um, I think really? Edgar is too fast. He, he doesn't He doesn't need the heavy power to knock Cody out. But Frankie's the type of guy where he'll throw like four jabs in a row, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Where the hell did he go?" And he's fucking behind you. <laughs> yeah. And it, he's very difficult, and his wrestling is very durable. He's got good jujitsu. You know, he he's finished guys on the ground just as well as he can on the feet. And Frankie, anywhere at one forty-five or one thirty-five, is a good fight for anybody. The guy has not lost a step. Um, he's clearly. And I think-
0: Clearly he's freakishly strong too. I mean, you know, I mean, just to fight at 155, now 145, he can probably cut down to 135. And he you know, he fought some monsters. Gray Maynard at the time
1: was a monster. Yeah, that was that was a few years ago now. And uh I was I was in the gym every day with Gray Maynard when he was getting that title shot. And uh everybody at the gym, I mean, we have to shill our guy, but everybody at the gym was like, Gray's gonna fucking destroy him. He's right. too big, he's too heavy. And and, and almost finished her uh, and then ended up getting knocked out and it was just like you know that was that was in my opinion the demise of gray maynard but frankie's fought the biggest of guys ben henderson at 155 mm-hmm. is a monster of a man and he, yep. you know he went in there with him and he did pretty well some people say arguably he won those fights and you know frankie's fought bj penn twice or three times three times that's um, right beat him decision the first two and then finished him the third um, the
0: third it was bad that was another tough one to watch too
1: yeah but you could see like there's people that say you know frankie could drop to 125 and fight demetrius and i'm like let's not get ridiculous here he's not going to drop another 30 from where he started in the ufc but at 135 he's a hell of a test for anybody i honestly you know if he stays at 145 I'd love to see him against Max Holloway. I think that'd be an amazing matchup. i really like that. But, you know, Frankie's got some ground to cover first. And Max has Aldo on his plate, which I don't think is going to be as difficult for him as everybody seems to believe.
0: I think Max is amazingly underrated. I mean, that kid is tough, man. And, uh, you know, say what you want about him in that Connor fight. And I know you love Connor, but, you know, both those guys weren't at their best in that
1: fight, you know and uh no connor tore his acl in the, in the the first and second i think it was the second and he still just you know went through it. like one but it wasn't like a shellacking like mm-hmm. all of a, connor most of connor's other fights and you know i'd love to see him run it back but connor's not dropping a 45 anymore it's no. just way too much of a cut he's a fucking brick shit house now at 155 he doesn't need to cut to 45 anymore and you know it's I think Holloway can stay champ as long as he wants. I think the only guy that has a shot against him would be Edgar. But it depends on which Frankie shows up, man. I mean, Pettis dropping a 145 was stupid.
0: Yeah. That
1: was just a terrible decision on his part. And I think Pettis has passed way past his prime. Um, Yep. But there's a lot of good fights for Frankie at 45. Is 35 in his future now? I... I think he's a little bit older. I think the cut would be a little harder maybe a few years ago. It could have been a better idea. But, you know, 45 is where he at. Where's he's at now. Um, I'm sure he wants Aldo one more time to prove his worth. I'm sure he would take Holloway or, you know, Yair Rodriguez or Bermudez or whoever. I mean, I'd like to see, depending on how Korean Zombie looks against Bermudez, you know, put Korean Zombie up there with a Frankie Edgar, or, uh, like Aldo run it back again or – There's a lot of guys at 45 that there's a lot of great matchups. I love the Korean
0: zombie and I'm looking forward to watching him fight this weekend, you know, and uh, I don't know, you know, he's this, he's not this weekend. Oh, next week. Sorry, next weekend. Uh, the fights
1: we're oh, picking. Oh, you got me all excited. I'm like, we get no, return. No, 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 no. I'm like, it. fuck, man. Yeah,
0: I'm sorry. We're picking the fights for next weekend. We're not picking the fights for this weekend, which which is a different deal. So, for those of you that don't understand what's going on here, is uh, I have some interviews lined up for which will be, you know, the week before this, and CB and I will be talking about fights coming up. Um, you know, it it will be UFC Fight Night 104. So, um, now this will come out obviously earlier on YouTube, but a little bit later on iTunes. So I, being a father of six kids and whatnot, I sometimes I have to stack these interviews up and this is one of those weeks and I've actually been slacking quite a bit on the podcast as well. Um, you know, I had to get some equipment worked out. I think I about do. I'm getting I'm actually getting ready to shoot a tutorial which hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, I will have done on uh doing a podcast from the house, how to make phone calls, uh use Skype and, and all that and what to do uh especially if you're on a budget. Um, now I got to tell you straight up, when I heard you were doing a podcast where you just talking to your computer about MMA, I was uh I was skeptical because I do podcasts. Um, where I talk, you know, and it's just by myself, and I should not ever be allowed to do that, but I I will tell you what, man, you pulled it off, and uh, you made the time go by quickly, I mean, you had a lot to talk about, and you were interesting about it, you obviously had some knowledge, and you pulled it off well, so congrats to you.
1: Thank you, so you're one of the very few
0: that's seen my show? I'm number four, that's right. And, uh... Oh, okay. I should
1: find number one through three then yeah. and
0: give you guys awards. No, man. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you uh,
1: mentioning me on the intro too, man. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to give credit to the people that gave you, gave you your start and give you a chance. And, you know, I've been fighting for 10 years to have a voice in the sport. Yeah. And uh, – You know adam did and and you did and and uh shout out to blake stevenson from loaded joe's mma podcast as well he gave me a shot and you know i've got many different shows and and uh i've even got guys that are trying to get me you know press credentials for fights i was supposed to be on press row at tito versus shale last weekend it ended up not working out because it was a much bigger event than i think even bellator expected But um, no, that's what I'm working for. And so, you know, like my father has been doing business his whole life. You know, you got to give credit to the people that gave you your start. And I'm never going to count anybody out or say, you know, I did this on my own because that's not true. I tried on my own for eight years and nobody Mm -hmm. gave me a voice. And all of a sudden in the last year, people are allowing me to speak my mind and they actually respect what I have to say, which is an unbelievable feeling. And now it's just, you know, you got to pay it back. Yeah, uh, that's awesome, and, and that's, you know, wonderful. And you put yourself
0: in those situations, you know, where you get to know know these people and uh, network with them. So, you know, I, I wish you nothing but success. But uh, you mentioned something about Bellator, and I, I didn't talk about this. Uh, you know, I don't get to talk about many people with this kind of stuff, but uh, Chael
1: Sonnen and uh, Tito Ortiz, what do you think about that? Um, You know, I've actually – I've watched it again mm-hmm over a dozen times not as many times as I watched that Paul Daly knockout because that, oh, that, knee. Like, that was beautiful um, being live for that was just unbelievable experience especially after you know, the first two fights on the card were good that Cotto Gracie fight my, Dude, my best friend who was with me he fell asleep in the stands and we were live so it ain't quiet <laughs> we're not home watching TV we were live and wow. he fell asleep I'm sitting there like, what the fuck am I watching? But um, you know, I've watched Chael and Tito over and over again. Mm-hmm. There's videos that's going around that when uh John choked, but he was sprawled out and he had it with the with the gable grip around yeah. like under the neck. It looks like Tito went like this and tapped a little bit. Oh, where, really? You know, I guess Big John didn't see it, or I don't know if it was a real tap. I can't really speak to that because i don't like to speculate mm-hmm. it looked a little a little shady in my opinion um it looked weird i don't know we were discussing it today on the podcast too i don't know why chael with the arm guillotine went pulled guard but he really only had a half butterfly half uh half guard and it was on the wrong side he didn't have it i think he wore his arms out um But what people are really saying is that choke. And this is what I have to say about it. There's two aspects that a lot of people didn't notice. Number one, at the beginning of the choke, and I'm going to illustrate it because we're on video, um, Tito had his arm here. It was not under the chin. It was over the mouth with the the pit of the elbow over the mouth. And it looked like Chael went like that to lift up his chin and allow the choke. But then when you actually see the choke, It wasn't a choke. It wasn't under the neck. But if you look like the way my body is right now facing you, and then you see Chael's head, Chael's head was here. right. And for anybody that's done jujitsu, when you're getting torqued this way and you're not trying to turn, it's very uncomfortable. Tito's got a lot of squeeze grip. Um, it was a rear naked choke. I do not think so. Um, He's got big old but arms Nick too. Crank, I mean, yes. you, you know,
0: yeah, neck crank, like you were gonna say. Like he's he's got some big old arms, like Popeye. You know, there's no way.
1: I, I mean, if you he gets you just yeah. right, break your jaw. I don't. I don't like saying you know fights are fixed. I've never no. really been like, oh, that was fucking shady. Actually, one, and it was Kimbo and Seth Petrozelli, which, <laughs> same people do say that that was fixed, and that's why Ken Shamrock dropped out. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but to say Chael and Tito was fixed, I I don't know. I it was Tito's swan song. He wanted to go out on a win. He got the win, and like you know, Alan Jovon mentioned it today on on MMA Roasted that you know Chael even with a loss, his next fight sells, and mm-hmm. his next fight is Vanderlei Silva more than likely in the summertime. And you think that fights at one eighty five or two hundred five? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but the way that the landscaping looks of things, you know, this has been going on since tough Brazil when they were mm-hmm. supposed to fight it never came to fruition. Um, lose Chael that, that fight is hyped. And he hypes it even more leading up to it. He didn't need to win to continue the Chael like legacy of this guy is the biggest sell. Right. So with a Tito, win, he goes out on top and Chael, He's on a six-fight contract for a shit ton of money. Mm -hmm. And fighting Vanderlei over anybody else in his next fight for Bellator, that's a sell. Tickets will go. And it's about the fight itself. I I don't know with Tito and Chael. I hope it's not fixed. That would make me sad because that is not where I want to see this sport going. Well,
0: here's my theory. Number one, Chael knows he's on short time. He's going to do whatever he can do and get out. But as far as that fight being fixed, this is my theory on Chael. He's... A seller man he is that carnival barker guy who makes you believe anything because number one you know back when he fought john jones i don't know if you remember that He they said he was walking around 230 240 but then he weighs in for the fight he's like 203 and he looks just fine you know what i mean it doesn't look like he hardly sucked any weight i i think they oversell how big he is cause i don't think he is that big and now he's off the juice i think he's even much 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 smaller you know and when it comes down to it you know tito's a Big guy. I mean, I think Tito cuts. You know, he he can do it professionally, but he cuts weight to get down to two hundred six or two hundred five or whatever. You know, and Chael looked a little soft. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, and he's been off for three years, so you know, I I think he I, felt the pain. I
1: saw Tito um, two weeks before this fight at mm-hmm. the Fit Expo at the Los Angeles Convention Center, and you know, he was looking good. He said he was only a little bit off of weight. He Mm -hmm. was taking the last two weeks to be close and not have to cut that much. But he looked in the best shape that I have seen him leading up to a fight in a long time, if ever. Yeah. Um, And I said to him, I said, you know, how you feeling? And how you feeling going into this? He goes, I'm in the best shape of my life. I feel great. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. And I'm going to take out the trash. And um, it was, it was, very different to see him like that because you know, the McGeary fight and mm-hmm. um the 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 Stephen Bonner fight. Yeah. He was still big but he wasn't shredded. In this one he was big but he was shredded and he he had his eye on the prize and that that was it. So let's
0: get back to Cheltoo. I mean, I think he's probably confident he was gonna give up that guillotine like he did with Shogun, you know. And and it looked like he had him in a few tough positions too. Like you said, you thought he might attack. And I think Chael just thought he had it, you know. And then, but Chael he breaks a little bit, and I, I think that's kind of what happened, you know. When 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 Tito didn't tap,
1: I I don't know. What do you think about that? Um, I think he was he was in a good position in the sprawl. He had the head. Um, he went for it. He got the guillotine, mm-hmm. but that guillotine with an arm in, and you only have half guard. I think there's only one guy I've ever seen in the sport that could pull it off. And that was Benson Henderson, but he had practiced it so many times that he got in the exact right position. He had the butterfly on the wrong side. He's squeezing. If, if I remember correctly, um, he was squeezing with his, with his right hand, his right uh, arm was the one really getting at him, but his butterfly guard was on the right side too. So if you, You're trying to, you know, almost cross it perpendicular to each other because then he can't move out to the other side, and that's where you don't want him to go. If you get him on the right side with the arm in, but you only have the butterfly on the right, he could just hop over. But And Tito didn't even do that. He just got his head out, stayed on top, sort of, you know, hammering Mm -hmm. down, getting full mount, and then it it was over from there. You know, Tito, if he gets on top of you and mount, that's a guy that it's going to take – there's very few individuals that can get off get you get Tito off of them in full mount.
0: No, I mean, you know, you got Mark Hunt who who came up with the ground and pound and you got Tito who made it perfect and uh you know, he was the best at it for the longest time. You know, obviously <coughs> guys caught up to him and, and uh and uh you know, got onto his game but yeah, I mean, that's tough and especially, you know, in my
1: opinion, an understized Chael Sonnen. Yeah, I mean, uh, Chael probably could drop to 185. Tito was saying the whole time, you know, Chael's a small 205-er. He hasn't really fought much 205 in a long time, and maybe 185 is better for him, or maybe, you know, and I I don't like to say it because I like Chael a lot. I like seeing him perform. Maybe it wasn't the right time for him to come back. Maybe it it wasn't a good idea to even come back, but this is what he wanted to do. Well,
0: yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Bellator is paying him a lot of money. It's hard for him to not come back. I think he enjoys training and and the grind that goes into it. But, you know, you can't be on the juice and then off the juice and and, and expect to do good, you know, and and especially not being in a competition for three years, you know.
1: No, and the only thing he was doing was he had, you know, two or 3 jujitsu matches. Mm-hmm. He had Andre Galvao, who tapped him out. He had Babalu, who he just stayed in his guard and mm-hmm. stalled for 20 minutes to get that draw. And then he had um, Bisping in that like stupid U R fight, oh, right. whatever it was. And you know, it, it's it's tough for him. You know, it, it, he wasn't doing anything, and and in, in terms of the payout, his disclosed payout was only fifty grand. Wow. So I'm hoping he's making backhand money because you know your child son like fifty grand to come back after three years. That's that's diaper money for the new kid. Like that's nothing in comparison to what he was making against Anderson twice and John Jones and and, and all the other guys. And Viacom's got deep pockets, so yeah. he'd better have made some back end money because the TV ratings was one point eight five million for that. Yeah, uh, it was for like Tito the, Channel the third event, highest rated, which is right? Outrageous. Third highest rated Bellator televised event, wasn't it? Uh, th- yeah, I mean it was there's a lot of viewers there were a lot of people watching the place was fucking sold out I've never seen a Bellator event where a week or two before you go on Ticketmaster and the only thing you can get are resales like there was nothing available and um, it it was it was crazy in there I mean and the crowd was 99% pro Tito <laughs> wow. and I thought well, by yelling let's go jail," I was going to go get into a fight with somebody but I mean Tito brought the house down, and he brought all the people fucking with him.
0: And I guess Chael was supposed to, you know, he's he's part of that flow combat thing. I guess he was supposed to compete this weekend and then uh, or next week. I don't remember which weekend, but then uh, Bellator pulled him somehow. They they told him he can't do it.
1: Yeah, they pulled him. It was first Hector Lombard against yeah. Gary Tonin, and then it was Chael, and I guess they pulled him um, as well. So I I don't remember if I saw earlier today um opponent. Mm-hmm. But in terms of knowing who Gary Tonin is, it probably won't make a fucking difference. <laughs> uh because that guy is a jiu-jitsu ace. So I'm kinda glad they pulled Chael because he was gonna get tapped. Well from what I'm understanding is the UFC kinda pulled Hector and said, hey, you know, this is where
0: your priority needs to be. And he had to pull out of his last fight apparently. So I, I think the UFC had to had to get a little strict with him.
1: Well yeah and I mean he's fighting Johnny Hendrix uh, coming up soon in Halifax and uh i guess what's going to be the co-main event um so he should be training for that not worried about submission underground especially since you know when he did the adcc i think it was last year he didn't do that well you know he he was he's a big dude but like these guys think they can fight and all of a sudden they just do strictly jujitsu tournaments and it's a completely different animal
0: you know i like johnny against uh hector i like johnny at 185 i think he's just killing himself to get to 170 i think it's going to be a deal like anthony johnson i don't think i don't think johnny's going to fight a 205 ever but you know i think just one of those deals he's he's going to be strong he's strong at 170 he's you know i think he's going to be strong at 180 and i think you know um same thing with uh or 185 right wait no it's 180 right I'm, I'm losing my mind here. First 185. Time. 185. Okay, yeah, I was right the first time. At 185. And, you know, it's the same thing, I think, for Kevin Kelvin Gastel. I mean, say what you want about Tim being old and this and that, but, you know, Tim probably walks around at 220, 230, and uh, you got Kelvin, who I think is just freakishly strong. You know, he, he just took it to him, and he's still talking about going back to 170. I'm like, don't. Don't ever. You know what I mean? He was competitive against Tyron, and don't get me wrong, but I, I think
1: he's strong at 185. Um, the only thing I'm worried about with Hendrix now is like you watch him fight, and even in the 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 Magni fight, which I you know I don't know I, I that one is very is pretty controversial in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But like is Johnny burnt out because he's not the old Johnny Hendricks that was you know knocking out Fitch in 12 seconds and Campman and mm-hmm. fucking destroying Koscheck and all these different guys and and just beating the tar out of GSP and. Robbie Lawler first fight. Is he burnt out? Is he just over it? Could it have been because he was cutting an extra fifteen? Maybe. I am excited to see him, but he better not take this lightly because this ain't fucking Matt Brown that you can just take down at any second you <laughs> right, want. Right. Hector Lombard will take your fucking head off. No, he will,
0: man. But, but I'm it, just I'm just saying when a guy can't make weight by a quarter pound and he stops. He's probably killing himself, you know, so th- it's just well, going to be interesting a quarter
1: pound because he came to the weigh-ins from McDonald's.
0: That's right. That's a good joke. McDonald's. <laughs> but yeah, fucking quarter pounder with cheese. That's right, man. But uh, how about this? You ready to pick some fights for UFC fight night? One Oh four. Yeah, man. I got it pulled up.
1: So oh, uh, let's
0: chat. All right. You want to start from the bottom? Anthony Hamilton versus Marcel Fortuna.
1: Is that the bottom of the main card or the
0: card? That is the bottom of the card. Uh, are you uh, – I got to
1: change my website then. Oh, all right. Sorry. Uh, I was just on Wikipedia, but if you got it in front of you, I, that's fine. Because, okay, I got it. Um, I don't know Marcel Fortuna. Yeah, that's kind of uh, why. I'm guessing he's probably an Italian guy. <laughs> um, but, you know, Anthony Hamilton's a tough dude. I worry about his chin because people have checked him. Yeah, uh, they have knocked him out, um, but he's a tough dude. It's hard to say when you don't know the other guy. Yeah. But I'm gonna pick Anthony Hamilton. I think he's coming off a loss. I'm not sure. A knockout loss of him. yeah. He got oh no, he got submitted by Francis Ngannou last month. Okay, uh, who's on the card? Who's on the Denver card? Um. But I, I I think they'll give Hamilton somewhat of a gimme fight, so I, I got Hamilton. He hits hard.
0: I, I got Hamilton for the same reason. I'm not sure who Marcel is, but uh, this next one, uh, Jessica Andrade against Angela Hill, and Andrade's a, a beast, right? I mean, what do you think about that one? Um, I. <laughs> and I, I love quite, Angela Hill. She's I think she's hilarious, and I think she's really done. You know, quite quite a bit in, in Invicta since being let go from the UFC, but man, that's not an easy fight to come back to.
1: Well, you know, my my take on it, number one, Angela is uh, a friend. Every time I see her, she's super cool. I I was at her, uh, I think, two of three of her Invicta fights. I was there when she debuted against, well, redebuted against Alita Gray, mm-hmm. uh, knocked her out, and then uh, I was there when she won the title from Livia Souza, which... I honestly thought she'd do well, but I didn't know that. I didn't. I wasn't positive she would win that belt. Mm -hmm. Um, But every time Angela Hill's in the UFC, they're giving her, they're throwing her to the fucking wolves, and I feel bad for Angela Hill because she's coming in as a champion. But yeah, I think the only girl in this division that can stop Jessica Andrade is Joanna. And I want that fight. Yeah. That's the fight I want to see. Everybody's like, you know, oh, Claudia again, or, you know, this yeah. one or that one. I'm like, no, fuck that. The, I want to see Jessica Andrade and Joanna Jacek. They are going to beat the dog shit out of each other. I would not be surprised at all if Angela Hill gets knocked out within one to one
0: and a half. No, I'm with you, and I want to pick Angela Hill, but... uh Andrade, a beast. I think winner of this fight probably will get Joanna because you know, who else is
1: who else who else is there right now? She's gonna the fight. Team. There's nobody. At, there's nobody up top this division right now. Um, they might try to fast track Alexa Grosso mm-hmm. but she, you know, I don't think she's ready yet. I don't think they want to, you know, do that to her yet. I think Andrade is the perfect candidate. Joanna's training. There's no other big names at 115 right now that haven't shuffled um the uh, they, well the karate hottie if she can stay healthy well but that and i was about to say they're looking at her to fight rose nami number one contender fight I saw that. um and both of them want that fight which in my opinion i don't think it's a good idea because you're going to ruin a, a a prospect i think rose you know is a different animal carolina just got beat so who mm-hmm. knows where she ends up um and michelle watterson I mean, 100% dominant over Paige Van Zandt. But in terms of the fast track and number one contender, I feel like if if uh, Jessica Andrade beats the Invicta champ, she should get the UFC champ. But they may not think so. They may give her Carolina next. I want to see Andrade and JJ. I got Andrade in this fight. Knockout.
0: All right. I I think you're right. Um. Okay. I don't know these two, but I, we'll go over it anyway. Ricardo Ramos versus Michinori Tanaka.
1: Uh, Tanaka, he's, he's been around for a little while. Uh, short Japanese dude, kind of spiky, short, uh, blonde hair. Okay. Uh, he's a tough kid. Um, I don't know Ricardo Ramos. Let so yeah. me take a look. Oh, he doesn't have a Wikipedia. All right, <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, no. Um, does, he got, does he got the blank profile face on the yeah. UFC website, probably? That, <laughs> yeah, so it's probably a debut, um... I got Tanaka. Uh, yeah. I think either submission or decision.
0: All right, all right, man. L- let's pick some well uh better known names. Tisha Torres
1: versus Beck Rawlings. Ooh, fuck, dude. Um, <laughs> I love Beck. I think she's one of the most attractive women in MMA today. Like, she's she's a she's a crush a little bit. Oh, um, but. You know, she was looking she was looking decent against Paige till she got her head kicked off. Yep. And Tisha doesn't stop coming forward. She's durable everywhere. She's not a finisher. Um, but she's very, very tough, very durable. Beck trains at alliance mm-hmm. with Dominic Cruz and Phil Davis and all those guys. I think Tisha can take her down and, and beat her up. I hate to go against my girl, Rowdy Beck, but I got Tisha Torres by decision. I'm going to go Rowdy
0: Beck on, I think she's going to come back. She's got something to prove. You know, she she's tough. She got that fluke, kick the can thing, happened to her the last fight. I think she probably should have beat Paige also, but I'm going to go with Beck, and I'm going to tell you something. Beck could read the phone book to me and sound cute. You know what I'm saying? She's just got that oh, voice. See,
1: that, that accent. Oh, man. <laughs> it's... It's very attractive. Uh, and and wife, uh she's definitely been a good guest on uh roasted. She has way too much fun. Yeah, if my wife listens to this, I was just kidding. So uh
0: <laughs> let, let's skip up a few here. OSP versus Volkan
1: Otsimir. Oh, I can't even say that. I think it's Ozdemir. Ozdemir, okay. But uh that wasn't the original matchup. Right. It was supposed to be OSP and Jan Blahovic. Um Which sad to see Blahovic drop out. I think OSP is on a uh another path to greatness. Mm-hmm. He got derailed a little bit by getting rushed into that John Jones fight, which I don't think he should have taken. Just got but down. when you're offered right. when you're offered a title fight, you you kind of can't really say no uh unless you're Carlos Barza. Um <laughs> but uh I I got OSP in this one I think yeah. however he wants. Now, who
0: knocked OSP? Someone he just got knocked out, right? The other the English guy knocked him out. Damn it! What's his name?
1: Uh, I'll tell you in one second. Oh, Jimmy Manua yeah, knocked yeah, him out. Yeah, 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 that was nasty. That was. But so he's got to he's got to be on a warpath for victory again. He's but got I got to. OSP. I don't. I don't. This is a short notice for this Vulcan, whatever his name is. And I think OSP is is back on track.
0: Well, all right. Now we're gonna see if you're uh, biased to friends of the MMA Roasted Podcast or not. Abel Trujillo against James Vick. Yeah,
1: I was a little more excited for their prior fights.
0: Yeah, they both got—they're um, uh, both last-minute replacements
1: for guys that pulled out of their other fights, right? Well, no, they were actually—they both had other fights That's on this I mean. card, yeah. And then both of their opponents dropped out. Uh, uh, James Vick was supposed to fight Johnny Case, right? And um, Evan Evan Dunham was supposed to fight Abel Trujillo, which would have been a fucking war. Yep. Um, they both dropped out, so they said, "Fuck it, let's match him up." I. I worry about Abel's gas tank, but as we saw against Benil Dariush, James Vick's chin is not all there, and I can guarantee you that Abel hits a lot harder than Benil Dariush. So James Vick's going to have to use wrestling, but I got Abel by by knockout. I do too. I like James Vick. I think he's funny, but
0: uh, I'm going to have to agree with you, man. Uh, All right. Oh, here's going to be another tough one to pick because of a friend of the show, but... uh, Alexa Grosso versus Felice
1: Herrig. I think it's easier than most people think. Um, I think Alexa Grosso is on a warpath. Um, she's on her way to a title a uh, contention in the UFC. Tough girl. I think she was undefeated or maybe had one loss coming out of uh, Invicta in the other league she was in. And Felice, you know, Felice hasn't looked that great recently. I see her on Snapchat and Instagram a lot. She's training and whatnot, but Alexa Grosso, I think, is on a whole nother level. She's a young up-and-comer, and and I I think Felice is on her way out. So I'm going to pick Alexa Grosso by dominant decision, possibly three rounds to none.
0: Yeah, I know Felice isn't that old, but she seems like she's got a lot of road miles on her. But, uh, you know, and I see those pictures the same as you on Instagram and whatnot, and I think she's just... I don't she's, I don't know man she just looks too emaciated and yeah I'm gonna have to agree with you man I I I hate to agree on about almost every pick but I I'm with you on Alexis Gross Alexa Grosso but uh, here's the main event though and I'm really excited to see this I think it's gonna be a good fight the Korean Zombie Chain Song Yong against Dennis Bermudez
1: oh, I've been you know back and forth on this for a while you know yep. Korean Zombie's been in the military for the last two years and i made a joke on twitter and they're like how's he gonna look i'm like yeah but he has all the military experience now and it's tough because Bermudez is super durable you can never count him out of any fight yeah the guy is a fucking just a warrior no matter where the fight goes um I, it's tough to say because which zombie is gonna show up. Is it gonna be the fucking zombie that continues to move forward and attack? Yeah. Or can Bermudez if Bermudez goes for a takedown and, and you know takes him down, he can use his wrestling and control him. Um it's a hard fight to pick. I don't like going against zombie, but with mm-hmm. two years out, training or not, Bermudez has been in there. He's been in there with tough dudes. I got Bermudez in this one. Uh being realistic, my pick is Bermudez. I'd like to see Zombie pull it off, but I have to be realistic. Being a uh, somewhat of a personality and a voice in the sport, you can't just pick your friends. No. Unlike kind of like somebody I know that does that, but <laughs> I uh I got to be realistic and it hurts my heart a lot, but You know, I got Bermudez. All right, I think it's gonna be a war, though. I'm really excited for it. I think it's gonna be a great
0: fight. I can't agree with you every fight, so I'm gonna go with Korean Zombie. I think it's gonna be the same kind of deal with uh, Tim Kennedy. You can have as much, uh, you can have as much military training, but I don't think in the end that makes a difference. I think what makes a difference is the fact that how tough he is, how he just about ripped every joint out of his socket against Jose Aldo and was still competitive. and he, you know, he hasn't been probably hit in I don't know how many years, so I think his chin's gonna be there, and uh, I think in the end he has a real good shot at breaking Dennis
1: Bermudez. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the uh, Korean Zombie. Well, I will say I would love to see it. I, I mean, too. like I said, I'm super excited for this fight. I think it's a great matchup, a great return fight for Zombie, and, you know, a good platform for Bermudez. It's like, yeah, he's been out, but he's still one of the biggest names in 45. Yeah. So I, I think it's a very, very fun fight. I do too. And you know who I would, you know, we, we
0: didn't, uh, I think we did mention this earlier, but Korean Zombie, Frankie Eger would be a phenomenal fight.
1: Yeah, it, it would probably be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right, man. Well, hey, this has been a blast. Um, I'm going to probably have to wrap it up in a minute. Is there anything else you want to promote or get off your chest? What do you got going on?
1: Um, No, right now, just doing Roasted, uh, helping out with Loaded Joe's MMA, trying cool. to – well, I keep saying I'm going to record a new episode of my show, but I actually <laughs> have to sit down and fucking do it. Yeah, man. Um, Other than that, man, just – just building this business and graphing my face off was graphing Bellator last week and went to the fights and, you know, just keep trying to truck and truck forward and, and just have fun doing shows with, you know, you and, and Adam and a couple other people that have had me on, but yeah, man, if you guys want to find me, uh, if you like what I have to say, or if you hate me, (laughs) you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram, CB the grenade. And, uh, yeah, that's 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 the easiest way to find me, and I, I try to report everything, uh, first, and I try to keep up with this funny guy on the other end of this chat. <laughs>
0: awesome man.
1: Uh, hey, honestly,
0: my plan is to hopefully uh visit L.A. this year. I, I was going to last year, and I had to fire a babysitter, and it was a whole deal. So, uh, I, I'd love to catch up with you guys, and
1: uh, you know wh- whatever. But uh, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, man, it'd be great to have you out in LA and uh, have to join us at the Dime Bar on a Monday or Tuesday Absolutely. and see how to perform man. along with some of the best. And that's it, man. Always a pleasure chatting with you, and uh, just keep it up, man. I love the show; it's
0: doing really well. Oh, thanks, brother. I appreciate it, man. And, and uh, get back to podcasting, William. And I always, always a fan of you on uh, the MMA Roasted Podcast. I try my best, man, but I got to keep up with some of the best in the biz. Well, it, it can't be easy for you, surrounded by. Uh, a couple of comedians, man, but uh, you hang in there, you do well, you roll with the punches, and uh, so keep it up, man. I, I enjoy it, and uh, you guys
1: have me rolling on the floor. Well, that's that's what we aim for. We aim to be unique, so I think we achieve that based on our viewers, but uh, yeah, and then look out for more of Joe's Tinder stories, because that's just what keeps bringing our ratings up. Yeah, I wish we
0: were exactly. And somehow he
1: has almost double my Twitter followers, which is bullshit. What? Yeah, he unfollowed me. Yeah, he has like two thousand followers, and I'm just passing a thousand. Well,
0: I think he's one of those guys that follows everyone and their brother. Look at his ratio. Not, you know, if uh, if it was Danny, he'd say nice follow ratio, Goofy. But uh, you know, it is what it is, man. You just keep doing what you're doing. I think you know, all your followers are real and unique, and there's they are they're fans of yours. So uh, I just like to see a little more out of you on Twitter, man. I mean,
1: you got a lot to say, so uh, you know. I try my best, man. I'm, I'm just trying to make a name for myself and make it more entertaining. But I do what I can. All right, brother. Well, we'll have to do this again. All
0: right, man. Take it easy. All right, you too, man. Take care. All right, man. How cool is that? I uh, love talking to that guy. That is CB Gold. And uh, until next time, this is Aaron Weibom. Please support the. Sp- Support the podcast by visiting AaronSaysWhat.com and clicking on the affiliate links. And until next time, shalom. You are listening to the One Man Show. No.